This is VOCM News Talk. Call 709-273-5211 or 1-888-590-8626. The views and opinions of this program are not necessarily those of this station. Here's VOCM News Talk host Linda Swain. And good afternoon, everyone. Well, the news of the day, as you know, uh, if you, especially if you're on the eastern portion of the island of Newfoundland, is the storm that we're currently encountering. Um, it's uh, the snowfall is, is starting to intensify, getting a little harder to see. Uh, and there are a number of warnings uh, being issued, especially when it comes to travel advisories and the like. We'll get to those in just a moment. But first, we'll get a little update from Environment Canada meteorologist Ian Hubbard, who joins me now. Well, good afternoon, Ian Hubbard. Good afternoon. So looking at the radar there now, still an awful lot of precipitation yet to come. What can we expect in the evening hours? Yeah, we've had some light snow uh, so far today with uh, a few centimeters having accumulated, but seeing some heavy heavy bands on the radar right now that are making their way to the city. And uh, once that gets in, we'll start to really see the snow start to accumulate. So looking at about another... Uh, 10 to 15 centimeters for the the early part of the day here uh, into the evening. Uh, As that snow becomes heavy, we expect to see another 10 to 15 this evening before it uh, finally ends in the overnight period. And uh, right now, not a lot of wind, but that's expected to change. Yeah, not seeing too much in the way of gusts around the city right now. Uh, Seeing some stronger winds uh, down around Cape Race at this hour, but those winds will continue to pick up uh, into this evening, so we should see some gusts to 60 uh, late this evening, and uh, probably along some parts of the coast in the overnight hours, could see some gusts up to 80, and uh, some of those winds are going to continue in through the day tomorrow as well, after the main area of snow is gone. So I imagine that's going to have a big impact on uh, visibility and uh, perhaps drifting. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, it'd be quite blustery. So even though the main area of snow's uh, pulled off and moving away, there's going to be a lot of new fresh snow on the ground. And we're still going to see a, a chance of some scattered flurries throughout the day tomorrow as well, which could uh, cause some things to blow around and give those reduced visibilities. Do you have a better handle at this stage on uh, what may or may not be coming uh, Monday? Uh, yeah, so we, we had another low-pressure system that we were tracking, but uh, as of now, that low is going to be heading uh, east of Nova Scotia and almost direct east, so it's not going to be uh, heading up towards the island at all at this point. Um, we will be expected to see maybe some uh, cloudy skies, but no major systems uh, expected now to start at the beginning of the week. Good news uh, for sure for a lot of people shoveling out over the weekend, getting ready for the uh, work week ahead. Um, I see there's a fairly clearly delineated line here between the snow and the rain. Is any of this expected to get wetter or will we remain in that uh, freezing, uh, snowy side of things? No, the uh, the air temperature is going to be cold enough that all this precipitation over the island will be falling as, as snow today, and any of the rain or mixed up will be well offshore, but not going to make it over the land. So total accumulations by the time this is all over? Yeah, it's going to be uh, pretty significant by the time people wake up tomorrow morning, uh, looking at total snowfall amounts anywhere from 25, maybe as high as 35 over some parts of the Avalon before it's all said and done. And, of course, it's affecting the Buren and Bonavista peninsulas as well, including the Clarenville area. Uh, will they see as much in, the, in terms of precipitation? 
No, they're going to be further away from the main area of snow, but they will see uh, amounts over the uh, remainder of the day and overnight as well, but won't be the same that we've seen over the Avalon. So uh, a, a smaller uh, amount on the ground there, uh, anywhere from 10, maybe up to 15 in some areas. And plenty of time over the weekend to clean it all out. That's right. Ian Hubbard, I do appreciate this. Thank you very much. You're welcome. So it's going to get a little worse uh, before it gets better. Uh, we're expecting some uh, strong winds now to start uh, increasing over the course of the evening and uh, into the uh, nighttime hours. So it's going to make uh, things really sketchy out there. And uh, VOCM's Brian Callahan was out and about just a short while ago. And things are a little bit touchy on the roads, aren't they, Brian? Uh, they are indeed, Linda. I am back safely, but... Uh it wasn't easy. <laughs> so tell us a little bit about, uh, you know, the, the kind of conditions that you encountered. Well, right up around us. I mean, it's probably the same as a lot of people are getting. I just dropped, went from here, VLCM across the way uh, to grab something uh, just about a half hour ago. And, you know, um, people make fun of me with my Jeep, but uh, say what you want. He can get up and down the hills, no problem. But uh, these edges, the corners, anything with a corner right now is grease. I mean just went sideways you just have to take your time driving lights you know the usual stuff you have to remind people the driving lights won't do it you gotta have the full headlights on right now and earlier linda you know out from our window here that overlooks the ocean valley as you know um you know we have a clear view of what's going on it's not so clear right now and not only that since you went on the air it's uh the snow was a lot more sideways than it was when uh, than when you first went on Ah, so the wind is starting to pick up. Yeah, very much so. Very but it, good. Yeah, it's it's not great. If you don't have to be out, it's the typical line, right? Um, but there are things on the go if you have a vehicle that can get there. And we heard the forecast, so it's not snowmageddon, but it's uh, it's going to require, at the very least, snow tires, patience, and uh, a little bit of, um, uh, you know, common sense, dare I say it. I know I lovingly tease you about your Jeep, but I envy you now. <laughs> yeah, uh, I don't I don't boast about it because you never know. Like I said, just then I went across and I never take it for granted. But, you know, we have a steep parking lot here. And so she's uh, slipping a bit. And that tells me and it's great. I've got two levels of four wheel drive and yet she still slipped a bit on the ice. I can only imagine if you got baloney skins on or whatever it is uh, on your tires and tires are expensive. So, you know, people might put it off as long as you can. But if you got to get anywhere tonight. Um, if you don't have them, I wouldn't be going anywhere. Indeed. Uh, Brian Callahan, thank you. Thanks, Linda. And, uh, you know, um, Claudette, yesterday we uh, spoke at length about the freezing rain and we gave the advisories and uh, I even came on during um, Noah Shepard's 5 o'clock news warning people about how slippery it was and then promptly came down over the hill here at VOCM on to go on to Kenmount Road and my vehicle slipped and slid. So even when you're repeating it, you're aware of it, it can still catch you on Unawares. It can, and uh, hopefully there will be less traffic on the road because of all of the advisories. And so when that does actually happen to a vehicle, um, you know, you have less of a chance of hitting somebody else. So that's something else to keep in mind for sure, because a lot of us are going to be slipping our way home.
Now, during the 4 o'clock newscast, you gave a, a pretty succinct yeah. uh, rundown of uh, what the conditions are like out there on some of the roads in and around the Northeast Avalon, and I was hoping that you could uh, help us out with uh, reiterating some of that because uh, not everybody might have caught it. Yeah, so uh, as you know that the roads are slushy, they're slippery, they're snow-covered, and there are many that's uh, recommended uh, to not be on, uh, for instance, from the Department of Transportation. So travel is not recommended. Uh, on the Torbay Bypass Road, nor is it recommended to go on the Torbay Road from Torbay to Pooch Cove, Thorburn Road from the St. John City limits to St. Thomas Line. Uh, you shouldn't go on Beachy Cove Road this hour, nor should you go on Portugal Cove Road from Windsor Lake to Beachy Cove Road. Again, these are uh, the advice from the people who are out on the road um, clearing them, for instance. Uh, Whitless Bay Line is, uh, you're advised not to go on that particular line either. You're advised not to travel on Argentia Access Road this hour, nor are you advised to be on the Trans-Canada from Roaches Line to Whitburn. Uh, Whitburn to Southern Harbor uh, on the Trans-Canada Highway, that you're not recommended to be on. Trinity South Highway, that's Highway 80 and Markland Road, you're advised not to travel on that this hour as well. All because conditions are continuing to deteriorate and it's not just the slush or the snow and the slippery conditions, but it's the visibility as well, which is fair in many, many areas. Yes, indeed. And uh, a lot of these areas, of course, that's all under the uh, jurisdiction of the provincial government. And it's hard to keep these uh, thoroughfares open when it's coming down in such an intense kind of manner. And especially now when it starts to blow around a bit, it's going to be... at times, you know, it can become even dangerous for the snowplow operators. So right. um, uh, keep all that in mind. If you don't need to be out and about this evening, uh, it's better to stay home, have a listen to the radio. We'll keep you informed of everything that's on the go. Yeah, and you mentioned uh, as well, you know, how, how it's sometimes just not safe for the workers as well, because uh, we both heard of a report of a, an accident earlier on today that was on the Trans-Canada Highway near Soldier's Pond. So we can only imagine if you're trying to clear roads and then you have to deal with an accident as well so as uh, Brian Callahan mentioned you know if your tires aren't great and uh, you don't have to be anywhere probably best being home just looking out (laughs) indeed and uh, getting your shovel ready yes (laughs) in the right spot right exactly so we've been talking a little bit about snow clearing and the like and uh, this time yesterday we were speaking with uh, the deputy city manager of public works with uh, the city of St. John's Lynn Ann Windsor we'll get another update from her now when we come back after the break this is News Talk on VOCM. Saturday morning, join us for the Irish Newfoundland Show. Send your request to irishnl at vocm.com or submit them online at vocm.com. We've been talking about road conditions and slipping and sliding and uh, uh, some of the choices that some people make, um, you know, for one reason or another, some of them completely legitimate choices, I should add. Uh, but, uh, uh, you know, if you don't have winter tires, these are the kinds of conditions that really challenge you. And they challenge you even when you do have winter tires. And I understand, Claudette, that we, we received a recent call. We do, just about that topic. Hi, Claudette. I'm calling from the East End, too. Uh, yeah, she's starting to get a bit slick down around there, around Newfoundland Drive. Now I just kind of came out, you know, just going to pick up some supper. And I noticed, too, like there's a few people out there. I don't know if they need to be out there with just ball tires on. And, and they're, they're slow. That's the ones who are slowing down through traffic with no winter tires on. I don't know if they don't have time to put them on or they just can't put them on. But if you can't put them on, you, you shouldn't be out with just ball tires on. 
know, put it this way. Because we all care. Nobody wants to get hurt. Thank you. And no, indeed, nobody wants to get hurt, do they? No, and, you know, just like what Brian Callahan said, you know, uh, you shouldn't be out there if you have those type of tires. But he did mention there's so many reasons why people don't have their tires. Sometimes they don't even have uh, two regular winter tires into all seasons all because of the cost right so some people just can't afford to have the winter tires and of course if that's the case then wait for the conditions to improve indeed uh, and um, this time yesterday we were speaking with the deputy city manager of public works with the city of st john's lynn ann windsor to provide us a little update on preparations uh, lynn ann uh, spoke with reporters at large today including vocm's richard duggan uh, with uh, a further update to our conversation City crews are quite busy preparing for this snow event, uh, which, as you said, could bring over 25 centimeters of snow to the city of St. John's. Crews are uh, preparing for the storm as we speak. We're, uh, you know, putting blades on trucks. We're loading the trucks with salt. We're doing everything we need to do to get ready. It's uh, certainly not our first time. Um, the city of St. John's got an increase in its snow clearing budget in budget 2024 by almost 25, a little bit over 25 percent. Will any of that new equipment or will any of that new money be deployed for snow clearing during this storm? So, um, yeah, that money that was approved is for the purchase of new equipment, and the timelines for tendering and delivery are quite long. So, we, unfortunately, we won't see any of that new equipment for this season. How many plows and staff will you have out clearing? We put out, you know, all our available equipment uh, as the storm progresses, and we ensure that all routes and all roads are all covered. Okay. Got a few days until the schools are back open again. What sort of priority will be given the sidewalks with the storm? Oh, sidewalks were always given uh, priority, same priority as, as our roads, so we'll be out clearing sidewalks and clearing the roads at the same time. Can you give kind of an estimation of how long the cleanup takes? Like, how many days does it take to start with this side? Um... So that's a little bit of a difficult question to answer until we see, like, how much snow we typically get, right? But generally, our service level is for snowfalls under 25 centimeters. We can usually get things done within a couple of days, uh, where this storm is forecasted to be over 25 centimeters, along with high winds, which cause drifting in many areas. I, I am anticipating that our uh, timelines could be extended, and we uh, announce all that on our social media channel, uh, channels once the uh, storm finishes up hopefully sometime tomorrow. For residents who uh, maybe this time tomorrow are looking out their street and going, hey, how come my, my uh, street hasn't gotten a pass yet? Uh, just kind of explain the process. So um, the process is, so like I said, for snowfall events under 25, 25 centimeters or under, um, we will announce an end of storm timeline. So let's say the storm ends tomorrow at 2 p.m. So if it's under 25 centimeters, we our level of service is one cut on all streets within 12 hours of the end of the snowstorm, and then we try to finish up our street widening within 24 hours of the end of storm. But for snowfalls that are greater than 25, which may be the case for this one, we will advise residents what our timelines will be once we sort of assess the city and uh, try to get a handle on how much snow, how much drifting, and then we'll let everyone know what the timelines are. Lynn, do you guys do any planning about... Uh, you know, further down the road in the winter, like a, a winter outlook for the weather. Like, do you have any sort of plans for what this winter may look like? Do you consult with meteorologists or 
anything like that, or is it just on a per storm basis? Um, like, I guess, as you know, it is very difficult to forecast the weather, you know, for Newfoundland in general, and, uh, you know, we, we see it quite often here in St. John's and the Avalon, that sometimes, to the best of our forecaster's ability, you know, uh, something shifts, and uh, and it changes then the amount as well. So I wish we could look further into the future and kind of, uh, you know, see maybe what we think this winter w would be, but uh, to my knowledge, there's no way to, to do that other than looking at the Farmer's Almanac. And that is the Deputy City Manager of Public Works with the City of St. John's, Lynn Ann Windsor, who spoke with reporters today, including VOCM's Richard Duggan, about this uh, current uh, snowstorm that is uh, hitting the eastern portion of the island with um, St. John's and the metro region uh, right in the crosshairs. And um, that means that we have some more cancellations. I understand some NLC outlets are now closed, Claudette? Yes, that's the uh, corporate one. Ones. Uh, they are not uh, open. Well, they are open up until 6 o'clock today. So I think it was St. John's, uh, Mount, Mount Pearl. Pearl, Paradise, CBS, Bay Roberts, and Carboneer. Yes, yeah, because they closed the Placentia one earlier on uh, this afternoon. But those are the ones that are going to wait until 6 o'clock to close. Uh, also now with the highways, the uh, Veterans Memorial, that's the Trans-Canada Highway to Harbour Grace. Travel is not recommended because of the icy patches and the slushy patches. Same reason why it's not recommended to go on the New Harbour Barrens, Tilton to New Harbour, for instance. Uh, it's also not recommended to go on Highway 70, Bacaloo Trail, the intersection of Route 60 to Harbour Grace because of the icy patches and the slushy patches as well. And that's the latest from the government. So, yeah, uh, really poor driving conditions. And I imagine that's only going to get worse as the uh, winds pick up, which they are starting to now. Uh, winds gusting to about 60 kilometers per hour this evening, as high as 80 in uh, open areas and along the coastline. So uh, be aware of that. And even once this uh, snow uh, starts to dwindle a little bit and we get some continued flurries into tomorrow, it's going to continue to blow around. I understand it's quite light and fluffy out there. And uh, with these winds, they're going to continue right through to tomorrow. So we're still, even though the snowfall amounts are not probably going to be that great tomorrow it's going to be blowing around an awful lot and oftentimes we uh, we like to wait a little bit before we do start our snow clearing uh, you know if it's your driveway or your stairs or whatever the case may be because it's only going to blow in in another few minutes anyway and the plows are still on the go and they're only trying to keep the roads clear they're not trying to tick you off I know, <laughs> I know but it hurts it hurts to see them Oh, man. And every time, isn't it, you get in the house, stamp the feet off, yeah. take off the boots, take off the scarf and the hat, and everything is covered in snow, and you're shaking it off, and you're trying to find a place so that they can drip off or dry off or whatever the case may be, and you just get your weary bones into the kitchen to turn on the kettle, and there it comes. <laughs> the plow, putting it all back into your driveway for you to get even more physical but activity. But you know what? We'd be ticked off if they weren't out doing so that true. anyway. It's a win, not so a win-win. <laughs> uh, it's just the timing, folks. So, uh, yeah, sometimes you you wait till they pass through a few times and you got a better handle on what's going on. But uh, they're there to help us, not to uh, 
Tick you, know, you aggravate off. us. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, I'd like to hear from people in and around the region if they're uh, encountering any uh, difficulties getting around. Uh, you're certainly welcome to give us a call. We are going to go to uh, news time now with VOCM's Richard Duggan. The reason why I'm dragging myself out a little bit here now is because I'm going just a little tiny bit early, and I'm not sure if Richard might be ready. So hopefully he can hear me. Um, dragging this out. So, uh, Richard, uh, we're up to news time with you. Uh, take it away. Every Saturday is perfect for a night at the cabin. The Cabin Party with Brian O'Connell. Saturday night starting at 7 p.m. on VOCM. Thank you, Richard Duggan, and a winter storm warning is indeed in effect, uh, according to Environment Canada. A significant snowfall with blowing snow expected through the course of this evening and into early tomorrow morning. Further snowfall amounts 10 to 15 centimeters, but in total they're looking at uh, perhaps 25, 30 plus uh, maximum wind gusts uh, from the northwest of about 60 kilometers per hour. Uh, the snow will end overnight tonight, but those uh, strong winds will continue into, uh, well, into tomorrow. Snow over the Avalon Peninsula will taper off overnight. Strong northwesterly winds develop this evening, result in poor visibility at times and blowing snow. Visibility will be reduced. Uh, consider postponing non-essential travel until conditions improve, according to Environment Canada. And winter storm warnings are issued when multiple types of severe winter weather expected to occur to Together. So we're talking about heavy snowfall and we're talking about strong winds. And as uh, Claudette has been outlining for the last uh, hour or so, there are quite a few uh, roadways, highway highways in the uh, uh, north uh, northern Avalon area that are um, uh, under the jurisdiction of uh, the provincial government. And uh, uh, quite a few of those roads now, they're uh, recommending that um, travel be avoided on those roads. Torbay Bypass, Portugal Cove Road, uh, Torbay Road to Pooch Cove, uh, Thorburn Road out, out to... Um, um, Portugal Cove, that side, St. Thomas's, Thomas's line. line, Beachy Cove Road, Whitless Bay Line, Argentia Access, the Transcanada Highway uh, between Roaches Line and Whitburn, uh, and from Whitburn beyond, uh, Trinity uh, South, South Highway, and uh, Markland Road, uh, you know, just basically that whole, that whole northern area. Avalon area. So uh, please be careful. If you have travel uh, and you must get around, um, please be advised that uh, the conditions are very, very poor. I think it's important and I'm glad that they did say that travel is not recommended especially you know when people are listening they really take heed to that note um, I just think of the New Harbor Barrens and I'm glad that they had mentioned not to recommend it because you know like there's hardly any tree it's just the Barrens and the visibility is so reduced and I, I really believe that it's great advice not to not to be able to be out in this especially with the snow and the winds and just reducing the visibility. Whitless Bay Line, another Yeah, uh, area. that's another yeah. one that's really tough during the w winter storms. I've, I mean, we've all driven in really bad conditions. I mean, when you work in radio, you don't really get a day off, so you are driving in these. So I can just only imagine what it would be like to be on a Barrens or the Whitless Bay Line and, uh, you know, 
I Especially when you get into those uh, higher elevations, and sometimes you don't realize quite how high you are, but you right. are up yeah. there. So you're going to get uh, more snow. It's going to be colder. It's going to probably be more slippery, and you're going to be more exposed to wind and the like. So, uh, you know, you might look out your window saying, eh, you know what, that's not too bad. I'm going to take a <laughs> chance now, I suppose. I got the truck. It's all right, you know. And then you get out so far, and you realize, uh-oh. Yeah, you can find yourself in a really dicey situation. Probably not that good right now. Uh, anyway, um, when we come back after the break, uh, we're going to talk about uh, travel. We were speaking with uh, CAA's Julia Kent yesterday on VOCM Backtalk, and we uh, talked about, uh, you know, winter destinations and that sort of thing and getting away and getting into the sun and all that. But what if the airline you choose doesn't have the best track record when it comes to arriving on time? Well, uh, I had a separate conversation with her about that. We played it in our morning show. But I thought it was uh, uh, worth a little um, repeat. So when we come back, we'll hear from Julia Kent on that. And we, uh, we welcome your calls to tell us what the conditions like are, are like in your particular area. This is News Talk on VOCM. Stay informed and have your say on the news of the day with your VOCM. Join Linda Swain weekday afternoons from 4 to 5 p.m. for an hour of talk and discussion with decision makers and listeners like you. News Talk on your VOCM. We are back, and uh, yeah, it's a messy day out there right now, especially on the Avalon Peninsula, but uh, extending as far uh, west as the uh, Bonavista and Buren Peninsulas, so please take heed if you don't need to be out and around in this, in this uh, general region, then by all means, uh, stay home if you can. Just having a look at some of the traffic cameras now in and around the uh, uh, region, and um, uh, yeah, things Things are looking pretty poor right now. Of course, uh, visibility reduced by the fact that the uh, sun is setting somewhere beyond the clouds, uh, but uh, roads are snow covered. Uh, I see just a few paths being cut on the Trans-Canada Highway. Um, oh, there's one here uh, completely obscured. What's that? That's uh, the Salmonier Line. <laughs> oh, 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 Claudette, yeah. did you see that picture? I didn't see the picture, but I did just see the advisory came in that travel is not recommended on the Trans-Canada Highway from the Salmonier Line to Roach's Line because of the icy patches, drifting snow, and slushy patches. And along Highway uh, Route 60, so that's CBS Highway, from Holyrood to Roach's Line, you're advised not to go on that for the same reason as well. Wow. Well, uh, the traffic camera is a story in and of itself. It's completely obscured. Yeah, it's kind of hard when you, when <laughs> I you guess see stuff those. is sticking to it. Yeah, and, you you know. can, it's hard to kind of judge what the con- you know that it's not very good, but you don't know really what you're looking at sometimes because of the way it sticks. Yeah. Yeah, but uh, yeah, conditions, generally speaking, quite poor. Uh, just having a look here now, um, going on right on up the Conception Bay Highway to uh, Beatty Verde and um, the Hearts Content Barrens. Yeah, it is uh, bad throughout the region. Let's have a look uh, towards Clarenville and the like. Yeah, also quite uh, bad. Not as bad as the further west you go. Uh, so uh, conditions improve um, a little bit as you head west. But uh, for the Avalon Peninsula, Isthmus, 
uh, Buren Peninsula, Bonavista Peninsula, you can expect uh, slippery conditions and um, and reduced visibility, especially in the blowing snow. Well, a recent survey showed that Air Canada ranked dead last on a list of major North American airlines when it comes to flights arriving on time. In 2023, just 63% of the airline's flights landed on schedule. I spoke with Julia Kent of CAA yesterday. So, Julia, uh, tell me now, because uh, one of the stories that uh, grabbed headlines over the busy holiday season was this survey that shows that Air Canada came in absolute dead last uh, when it came to the top North American airlines in terms of, um, you know, just making their schedules on time. What's your response to that? Well, I think, first of all, it's disappointing. Um, It's unfortunate uh, for Air Canada, but also for Canadians. Uh, No one wants to hear that, uh, neither the business themselves or the people in Canada that fly. Uh, So really, it's it's just kind of unfortunate news and and, and disappointing. Um, But we're always looking for the the positive angle here. And what we can see um, from the data is that Air Canada is improving. So they are aware No one is listening more closely than Air Canada themselves. They don't want to be dead last. They want to be providing on-time flights uh, for Canadians. Uh, So I think that this probably is going to even propel us further uh, into Air Canada improving. Uh, So that's the optimistic way to look at it. Canada, of course, is a huge piece of geography, as is all of North America. And if a flight is not on time, that causes problems with connecting flights and the like. So what kind of an impact does this kind of a record have? Well, just like you said, uh, there there is a trickle-down effect, uh, particularly in a situation, uh, as we are right now, where you're not typically taking a direct flight, you typically have at least one connection, if not multiple connections, wherever you are going. And uh, so, yes, if your first flight is delayed, that impacts the rest of your flights. It impacts, you know, meeting plans, travel plans, uh, commitments that you have at your destination. Uh, So we always uh, tell people to, you know, plan for uh, that, to plan a plan B if there is weather or what have you that delays you further. Um, So that's definitely uh, something to think about um, Um, when you are hearing that Air Canada is, you know, 37% of the time delayed. So um, that's a vast improvement from when it was kind of 50% of flights uh, were were delayed. But, you know, you can also look at it from the side that 63% of flights with Air Canada are on time. So what do you expect now in 2024? You say Air Canada is paying close attention to this, wants to address it. What would you expect? Well, I think... People need to, when they read a headline like Air Canada came in dead last, they need to remember that it's an ecosystem. Air travel in Canada is an ecosystem. It's not just Air Canada that is responsible for these delays. It could be CATSA. It could be the air traffic controllers. It could be the airport. It could be another airline. There's a million things, a million moving parts that contribute to Air Canada being delayed. And oftentimes it's not specifically Air Canada's fault. But as we look to 2024 and as we keep that ecosystem of air travel in mind. We need to, uh, first of all, realize that air travel is back. 
travel is back. We are pre-pandemic levels. We have surpassed pre-pandemic levels um, at CAA Travel. And uh, we are not seeing cost of living or or rising travel costs impacting uh, Canadians' travel whatsoever. So it's going to be busy. It's going to be different. uh, But it's a new normal. And we need to embrace that new normal, get to where we want to go, and and be adaptable and stay calm in the process. Are some of these issues symptomatic of of the post-COVID recovery period? I think that some of them have to be, particularly when we look at things like staffing. Um, But I do think, you know, 2019 now is five years ago if you can believe it. And when you when you think about that, you think, gee, that was a that's quite a while ago. So this is, like I said, the new normal um, where we can't really look to COVID to blame for a lot of things. Some things, sure, um, but we're, you know, we're adapting. We're, we're embracing the new normal and, and moving forward, uh, I think, in the right direction. Is there anything travelers can do with this information now to make their um, travel and, and, you know, their goal to reach their destination a little easier? I think that the fewer connections you have when you're planning your travel itinerary, the less room for error. So direct flights should always be your first choice even if they're marginally more expensive, and then as few connections as possible after that. So uh, one connection uh, being your second choice and so on and so forth. So I think that that really uh, reduces room for error and ensures that you're going to get to your destination at the planned time. And generally speaking, are airlines getting better when it comes to um, compensating people for some of these delays? Absolutely. Um, Canada introduced its air passenger rights regulations uh, some years ago, and it is continually updating and improving on those. And uh, we have a lot of really great advocates, including our friends in Ottawa at CAA National Office that are advocating to improve those rights, to have them more in line with some of the European standards that may be considered a little bit better. Uh, So we are always uh, looking out for Canadians' interest and trying uh, to get people what they're owed uh, if they encounter a situation where they don't think they've been treated fairly. So that's definitely something to be aware of and definitely something to keep uh, your your finger on should you encounter anything unsavory while you're traveling. Julia Kent, appreciate your time. Thank you so much. No problem at all. And speaking of air travel, quite a few flights uh, in and out of St. John's International Airport today have been either delayed but mostly cancelled. So check with uh, the St. John's Regional Airport Authority website and you'll see if you are expecting anybody who is uh, scheduled to arrive or depart uh, from uh, YYT uh, over the next little while. Just uh, double check to make sure, but uh, quite a few flights either delayed or cancelled. Uh, this evening, PAL Airlines uh, PB902, scheduled to arrive at 4.30, has been uh, delayed to 6 p.m. That's coming from Deer Lake. Air Canada AC690 uh, from um, Toronto has been cancelled. Air Canada Flight AC1520 from Montreal also cancelled. Uh, WestJet uh, Flight WS626 um, also uh, uh, due to arrive from Toronto also cancelled, and the list goes on and on. So if you have anybody expected to travel by air, either in uh, arriving or departing over the next little while, check with the St. John's Regional Airport Authority website to see uh, whether or not that's a go. But right now, it doesn't look like it. We are going to go now to uh, Gerard Kylie on the lines. Hello, Gerard. Hi, Linda. How are you today? I'm good. How are you? Good. 
Linda. Uh, driving around, I'm sure it's happened to you too. You come up behind a vehicle that with got no taillights on at this time of the evening, and you can almost run into it because you don't see it until you're right up on it. Most cars today, uh, or all cars today, under switch for their headlights has an auto section. If they would put the switch on auto section, they would never have to turn on or turn off their lights again. Their lights, their tail lights especially, would come on in the evening, and uh, also their headlights. And if they're in the habit of turning off and turning on their lights when they get in and out of their vehicle, all they have to do is put a bit of uh, electric tape around the switch on their, on their headlight switch, and they would never have to worry about the fact that their lights are not on or not off or anything ever again. You're absolutely so right, because how many people rely on those daytime running lights? Uh, and, you know, it was a great idea when it was introduced here in Canada. Yeah. Uh, but a lot of people rely on that, but don't realize that if somebody's traveling behind you and, you know, visibility is obscured in any way, they can't see you. That's correct. That is correct. And that's what's happening. I just pulled up alongside of a guy up in CBS and told him to turn on his headlights. I didn't have time to explain it to him, but, uh, you know, he had no taillights on his vehicle, and it's pretty dark right now, you know. So, anyway, just a, a tip for drivers if they want to take it and, and use it. Hopefully they do, because it's uh, very annoying when you see a car going around and uh, with no taillights on at this time of the evening or any time during the night. doesn't matter in the daytime, but in the nighttime, basically, you need both headlights and taillights working. I tell you when I notice it, when it's foggy. Exactly. That's the worst time of all because you don't see the vehicle until you're right up on top of it. Uh, Gerard, what are the conditions like out there now? They're getting slippery uh, more so as the day goes on. The wind is picking up and the snow is starting to blow. So visibility is uh, poor. What general area of the province are you driving in right now? I'm heading east on Pitts Memorial Drive. And how is the snow clearing? Uh, well, it could be a lot better. It's, um, it's there's obviously nothing right here on the on Pitts Memorial right now. There has been, but it seems like it's building up as as time goes on. So, uh, you know, it's it's time to slow down and uh, watch your driving. And watch those on and off ramps because they're always tricky. Definitely, definitely. Well, Gerard, uh, safe travels. Thanks for uh, sharing that with us. Uh, it's a it's a, a topic that comes up frequently. Uh, make sure you have your lights on, not just relying on those daytime running lights. Exactly. Thank you very much. You're very welcome. Have a good evening, Linda. You too, and safe travels. You too. Bye-bye. All right, bye-bye. Uh, Gerard Kiley there uh, reminding people to turn on their lights. Don't just rely on the daytime running lights. Um, uh, my vehicle is always on auto. Mine normally is, but sometimes it's just a habit. Like when as soon as I turn off the car, I automatically do the flick Lip. Yeah. with my wrist and, and also you know because you got you don't want the lights to come on on the inside of your car so you're just making sure all the lights are off and uh, so I have been one of those people that needed the reminder I think too I was listening to VOC at one point somebody mentioned don't forget to turn on your lights I was driving and I'm like oh that that was meant for me flick flick <laughs> yes <laughs> 
Claudette. I know. I should know differently, but <laughs> I do need reminders. So thank you to Gerard Kiley because I think that's an important reminder. Uh, for sure. And I have. It's happened to me before, you know, especially up on the highway in around behind Holyrood or mm-hmm. some of these other higher elevation places when the fog moves in and it can get really, you know, thick, as we all know. And just coming up on a vehicle and, you know, when when you're in fog like that, you're keeping your speed down anyway because anything can pop out in front of you. I'm always thinking about that. Uh, but to just come up suddenly on somebody who doesn't have their lights on, it's it's a scary feeling. And many of them have the uh, Newfoundland fog gray vehicles. <laughs> yes. <laughs> well, I used to don't have get one me of started on that topic. <laughs> don't get me started on that topic. Um, you know, I know they're popular and all that, but they, uh, they're they not very visible, are they? Yeah, so I went from one, one extreme to the other with my car color, for sure. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, not the most visible, I have to say, especially in many uh, of the conditions that we face here in Newfoundland and Labrador on our highways, not the least of which is fog. Uh, I think the manufacturers just assume that everybody <laughs> on the highways has lights. <laughs> yes. <laughs> we don't. We don't have lights on our highways we got some in and around you know um uh cities and towns but uh you go out on the trans i I remember taking friends out on the trans canada highway one time and it got into the duckish hours Uh, they were from ontario and they're like where are the lights i'm like what lights (laughs) (laughs) what are you talking about (laughs) you're in newfoundland not disneyland (laughs) (laughs) they were right uh, really taken aback by that um i had another one uh who came down this summer and uh i was uh driving the Gander Bay Road and they said do you realize that there's really bad ruts on the tra- on the Gander Bay Road why that is dangerous <laughs> water can accumulate yeah. in the ruts you can uh, you think so? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Sometimes I wish for toll booths. <laughs> we should just get people who've never been to Newfoundland before just to, you know, <laughs> say all this stuff to governments or whatever and see yes. how it goes over. <laughs> Although we, we're the ones with the lived experience. Yes, that's right. <laughs> anyway, uh, Claudette, uh, thank you very much. Be careful driving home now, yeah, won't you? Yeah, you too. I know we're going in different directions, but yeah, for sure. But, uh, yeah, it's not the best out there. i got to, you know, put the boots on now go and clean off the car and uh, see what it's like and take my time going down over the hill because uh, that's always fun too we forget about our hills oh. until you're on it and you realize oh <laughs> yes yeah, so for people approaching vocm on cam out row give us a wide berth <laughs> there you go uh claudette thank you we'll be back tomorrow uh, stay safe out there everyone bye bye for now